everybody. This is Big Ange from the All In Chronicles, and you just tuned in to experience a dose of humor, optimism, and inspiration to give you all you needed on this wonderful day. So today I'm here with Julia Fitzsimmons. We have a long history together. I've known her since she was a freshman in high school. Started at Stralo's Lighthouse, where we still work together. I watched Julia as a star soccer player at Point Borough, won a state championship, went on to play Division I soccer at Wagner. She watched her career. She went through the COVID year and just watched her grow as more of a human than anything else. Now she's teaching in the city and she's coaching basketball, volleyball, and soccer, Soccer, <laughs> hopefully. And she's a spin instructor at Reckless Ride. Give her a shout out. I just mm-hmm. took her first class the other day. She kicked my butt. And she's training for the Chicago Marathon. So obviously being an athlete has stayed with Julia to be the best she can be on and off the field. So it's pretty awesome. So welcome. Thank you. How Happy cool is this? This is awesome. Isn't it? Honestly, this is crazy to see. This is your, your I'm in your element. Yep. All in. Last year I told you I'm quitting teaching. And you were like, no, like this is, this is going to be you. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty so cool. proud of you. Thank you. Proud of you. So I wanted Julia to be on this podcast because she's shared some of her struggles as an athlete, but also I see how she's become the woman that she's become. And I think she's living proof that athletics built her, but also broke her down to have to rebuild herself to understand what really the perspective in life is. So I'm just going to start out and like mainly first say like, what did athletics really teach you? Oh boy, that's a loaded question. There's so much that athletics has taught me throughout my entire life, honestly, even now. Um, I grew up with two older brothers. My dad was the head football coach at the beach for years and different areas in the shore. So like growing up into a family where like athletics is pretty much everything um, really shaped me. I always wanted to do what my brothers did. They played football. What did I do when I was in kindergarten and I was able to? I joined Golden Elks, the local football team. Like, <laughs> did athletics, you really? I did. That might be the coolest. I was thing. the only girl on the team. I love to that. this day. The boys that I'm, the guys that I'm friends with now that I grew up with, they still make fun of me. They're like, remember when you played tackle football? I was like, <laughs> yeah, too. But it was that I grew up around it, and um, as I got older, I played basketball, soccer, softball, track. I did everything that I really I immersed myself in athletics, really, and then. I found my 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 passion, which was soccer, and I really stuck with it in high school and then got more serious and more competitive and joined um, club teams and we would travel all around the country for tournaments and then got recruited and then ended up getting a really great scholarship to go play at Wagner, a Division One program, competes in the Northeastern Conference. So it was a really great experience. And throughout college and athletics, it's really shaped me. I mean, what didn't it teach me, honestly? Like yeah. it like Anne said, broke me down, built me back up. Honestly, it just really sports, although it's such a big component in my life and fitness and all that great stuff, um, it's bigger than sports. And that's what I really learned in college that although I love playing soccer and I have the privilege and the opportunity to p- compete at a high level, um, you know, it's bigger than that. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's a team, it's a community. It's, um, I just met so many great people and felt so supported and Mm-hmm. athletics just it was still means so much to me yeah what is one thing one of the things that you teach your kids like not the x's and the o's but what's one thing you always tell them when you're coaching i tell them like what i used to tell myself when i was competing is mm-hmm. leave everything on that field on that court wherever mm-hmm. surface you're playing on yeah leave it all out there because if i could go back and play like 
mm-hmm. I, w- I would do it in an instant. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of take for granted those moments and those games and those practices, but just cherish those moments and leave it all out there, especially mm-hmm. when I'm coaching. It's like play like I know it sounds cliche and corny, but really play like it's your last game because yeah. honestly, you never know when that going to get ripped from underneath you and i mean we saw it with covid and any injuries like god forbid but i mean just really give it all out there be all in um (laughs) and leave it out on the field you don't want to step away from a game thinking oh i should have done this or i should have gone for that ball harder or i should have um i don't know whatever sport no shoulds yeah you want to make sure that you are giving it all you can for those when, whenever we would say we'd say all in for 90 so all in for those 90 minutes you did yeah when we okay. were in college was, that was like our saying all in for 90 like yeah 90 minutes like balls to the walls i don't know if i could say that <laughs> but can. go all out yeah um, because you never know when it's gonna be your last no and you got injured yeah college, my right? senior year yeah. i um it was like the worst case scenario. It was like, well, I shouldn't say that. I was my last, it was a game, it was our senior night and it was the first game that spectators can come to because mm-hmm. I was, that was the 2021 season and we, instead of having it in the fall, we got pushed back to the spring. So I was really excited. Like my family could come, like yeah. see me. That was like the biggest thing growing up. My family never missed a game. Like my parents were always there. And yeah. Although they might've not understood the game of soccer, like they couldn't give me any like areas of advice, which I loved, but um. Like it was just awesome having them there, and then I went up for a header because headers were like my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the shortest one on the field, but somehow would always just Feisty. get up there. Mm-hmm. Exactly, just got to go all out. Um, and I landed wrong on my knee, and they thought I tore my ACL, and had to go for like a bunch of emergency MRIs. Um, and then a week later, the season ended up getting canceled because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So if I could go back, I would continue to tell my athletes like, mm-hmm. give it all, all you can. Yeah on that field because you never yeah. know when it's going like to be your last away moment. From you. Exactly. Yeah. That's nuts. As your dad being a head football coach, what were some of the things he would say to you growing up? Honestly, my dad never really had to say much to me. Really? Um, I just, when I was ever playing, like I would, I, I was always hard on myself that I yeah. didn't need someone telling me to go harder or do mm-hmm. this or do that. And it just, I, my dad doesn't know much about soccer. He was a football guy. Yeah. So him just, <laughs> he would just say, pass the feet, pass the feet or like stuff like that. And just, he would just scream and and support and like things like that. But like, he didn't really have to say much to really motivate me. I was always self-motivated and, you know, I'm my biggest critic. So after the games, he would always say, oh, you did such a great job. Mm -hmm. If it was me versus my brothers, I think that would be a different narrative because, (laughs) you know, we're not the same people. But then I'd be like, no, I don't want to talk. Like, you know, I did this, this, this. Yeah. But, you know, now looking back on it, it's. Would you have been easier on yourself looking back on it? Yes, I think like oh. in retrospect, like <laughs> after every game, like I would just replay plays that, you know, maybe I missed a tackle or maybe I passed the ball, gave the ball away or lost yeah. possession or things like that. Like, and now looking back at it, I should have like turned it into um, what can I do better next time yeah. and not like really mm-hmm. beat myself over those little mistakes. Well, how can I turn that mistake into an area of growth for next time? You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Learning about you as a, as a worker for me and then as an athlete like you're one of those old school kids that if someone just pats you on your back you're like yeah ends i think you like to be pushed as hard as you can and i'm seeing that now like in your life and we had a conversation the other day at work and julia was telling me about you know applying to this chicago marathon how it all worked because she just lost her uncle and 
now she's going to get started training for that. And you were saying to me that you still need that competitiveness in your life. Yeah. What does it do for you? 100%. I think after college athletics, like, honestly, to anyone who played a sport their entire life and then mm. when you graduate, it's like yeah. nothing. You know, yeah. it's you dropped everything. And um, it's hard not having that sense of mm-hmm. competitiveness in my life because I am a competitor in really everything I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I needed something to push me that extra mile. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I'm very self-motivated. I will do yeah. the, do the hard things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just – I'm always looking for that next challenge. I want to be challenged. <laughs> like, I don't know if that will ever end. I don't know if yeah. I'll ever, like, no. be satisfied. But, um, yeah, just, like, when playing and competing in games or practices, things like that, I think once I graduated, it was, like, what what do I transfer this energy to? Yeah. Like, what can I put this energy to? Yeah. Um, I started spinning and taking cycling classes, and I started to challenge myself. And then now as an instructor, I'm challenging others. And then with the marathon – um, I did a half marathon this past uh, spring, and after I was like, um, I felt like I could do more. Like, <laughs> I feel like I could do more than that. Yeah. And then I was like, I wanna, I wanna do something more and challenge myself in other ways than, yeah, than than I previously did. So, what do you do to relax? Um, <laughs> do well, <laughs> well, now that it's the summer and I'm yeah. a teacher, I have the summers off, so. Yeah do take a lot of time for self-care and a lot of that self-care comes in the form of like movement mm-hmm. um i'm one of those people who like is has to be moving to really mm-hmm. um function mm-hmm. like if i want to like be productive in any way i'm gonna go yeah. for a walk or go for a run or do something first thing in the morning to really set the tone for the rest of the day so do a lot of like running and got into yoga with you and yeah um that's that's a form of relaxation for me um and also like now i really spend time with my family now that i'm home Mm -hmm. down the shore so it's really nice to be like relaxing around i love having you back yeah are you gonna do this every year yes you're gonna come home every year yeah you promise yeah okay (laughs) of course i need to be by the beach for the summer and that's lighthouse and that's another part of relaxation is going to beach for me yeah one of the things that i want to know is what would you tell your younger self um, I would tell her to be present. Um, I think a lot of moments in my like youth soccer career I took for granted. Um, even just like practices with mm-hmm. your friends and your teammates and mm-hmm. creating bonds with your coaches and other staff members. I mean, it's I would just tell myself, be present. Like I was always looking for the next thing, you know, mm-hmm. when I was in high school, it was like, well, I need to go to this tournament and this tournament to get recruited by this school and this school and this school. And it wasn't, I never, I was always looking for the next best thing. Mm-hmm. And I would tell myself, be present, enjoy where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was that. just so many great moments throughout my youth soccer career and high school career that like now looking back at it, I wish I just like really took the time to just like cherish yeah. and soak up and, and really enjoy yeah. If you get into high school soccer and start coaching like around here or where you settle down at, would you would you really go back to that in your team culture? Would you really make sure that that's happening? Being present? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. I think another one of my mentalities that I used to carry was just like game by game mm-hmm. type of thing. I think at the borough, we went to the sexual final, I think two or three years in a row. And I think after that second year was almost expected. Yeah. So it was just like, let's be present where we are now in the first round, like game by game. We're not, although the end goal is to get that sectional title or that state title. Yeah. Um, just 
be present. Enjoy this game. Mm -hmm. Like, focus on this game first. Mm -hmm. I know the bigger picture is still going to be there, but, like, we need to focus on the smaller things, too. Yeah. Stepping stones, yeah. That's cool. And yeah. what did you love about being a teammate? Um, I just love the, like, the camaraderie, like, the fact that you can, like, go have someone's back and just like go all in for them mm -hmm. like obviously yourself for them your team like i think that was my favorite part is like if someone like knocked over my teammate like <laughs> you don't know what's gonna you don't want to know what's gonna come for them like you know the fact that like everyone had each other's back yeah. and we were truly a team and fought for each other yeah um was really cool yeah that's cool. Well, yeah. I, I've watched your relationships with all your friends, and it's kind of nice to see you still connect with them. I mean, obviously, we have our girl Alyssa. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> Laura don't, Conway. I'm yeah. just going to call her Conway. I'm just going to call her Conway. And you you guys have a great relationship. Even though, like, college takes you in a different direction, you come back here and you really value relationships, which mm -hmm. is really nice, I like to see. So that's – I watched you grow like that. That's kind of neat. So as a teacher and a coach now – would you say you're a tough teacher and a coach or how would you describe yourself? Um, I would probably say, yes, a tough teacher and a coach. Mm -hmm. I think um, obviously we need to be like forgive, for, like forgive ourselves for our mistakes and learn mm -hmm. how to grow from them and things like that. I'm, I would never be a coach that would like punish someone for making a mistake and take yeah. them off the field. Um, so just like being constructive about things like that, yeah. but just also having like discipline, like, mm -hmm. you know, you like <laughs> self-discipline, discipline for your team. Like you are on a team, you know, you are a part of a community and working not only for yourself, but for each other. I think that's kind of what I try to push for. Yeah. Um, I just want, hard? I, I want it to be, I want them to be self-motivated. Like I want them to want to do well, mm -hmm. not because I want them to do well, because they want to do well. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. This is a good story. So Julia works with me and uh, I'm kind of like every person can come have a job and everybody, I love them and everything is great. And even my boss, Jimmy Colano, says the same thing. And Julia will come in and be like, what did you do to reprimand them? Well, what, what are, are, are they coming back? Are you firing them? I'll be like, no, you got to understand where they're coming from. What do you mean? She'll say to me. <laughs> That conversation we had the other day was so funny. And I was like, all right, when you want to come up here, you reprimand everybody. Yeah, I, I guess I have to. You're going to have to. That's going to be your role. I just want to love. <laughs> I just want to love everybody. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. And now spinning and seeing how you can also change people's lives. So mm -hmm. like you're a coach and then now you're encouraging women that are older than you, men that are older than you, and you're just showing this consistency of hard work. What do you love about that? I love that people can feel strong. Mm -hmm. um, I love that people can come in for a workout and, you know, escape everything that's going outside of those doors for 45 or 60 minutes, whatever the class may be. But I love the feeling that people can come in to to really escape what's going on. And that could be their form of self-care. That could that's be awesome. their escape. And that's a moment where they're getting stronger class by class and mm -hmm. growing. Um and staying physically active and fit and just not even physically, but also mentally, I think. Yeah. Spin and any sort of exercise is really not only like a physical workout, it's a mental workout too. Like your like Peloton, oh, it's know. the <laughs> biggest saying is like, your mind is your strongest muscle. Yeah. Like coming into a class and I know it's gonna be hard the first time, but telling yourself, you know, you could do it. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's just really powerful. And that's what I would like people to take out of my classes that they- yeah 
they could do it, like that yes, you can mentality Yeah. Um, and just getting physically and mentally stronger. I know. And I wanted to quit on Saturday. You, you had like the perfect timing of when to be like, yes, you can. Let's go. And I'm like, oh, God, no, I don't want to. Yeah, that was yeah. good. You had an act for it. I really was impressed by it. Thank really you. cool. And lastly, what we always ask everybody is I know what you talked about as an athlete, as a coach, like going all in, but what does it mean to truly go all in for yourself? Another loaded question. Yeah. Um, I think to go all in, like you need for yourself, are you asking for yourself or for? For yourself, for other people, like what does it mean to you? Yeah. I think immersing yourself in something so that you feel so passionately about, that you feel so deeply for, mm-hmm. that you'll do whatever it takes to be successful, that during the process you're going to lift others up as well. You're going to do it not only for yourself, but for mm-hmm. those around you, your teammates, your family, your friends. Um, and you'll immerse yourself in whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's athletics or anything like that, and you will um, – do really whatever it takes to mm-hmm. reach your goals, whether they're big or small. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just really working hard to achieve those goals, taking care of yourself, <laughs> your mind, uh. your body, everything like that. I mean, it, to go all in, you really need to have a strong mindset mm-hmm. um, to making sure that you're taking care of yourself mentally. First. Yes, of course. Or anybody else. That's yeah. awesome. Well, Julia, thanks. Of course. We're all set. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of All In Chronicles with Big Ange. We hope you enjoyed listening and you're inspired to champion your mentality. Please consider subscribing to our podcast and leaving a review. Subscribing helps us reach more people and grow our community. Plus, you'll be notified when we release new episodes. To learn more, connect with us, or buy Empowering Apparel, visit our website at www.allinathletes.org. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, stay all in to be your best.